Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Like most of you, I was born into a Christian home. That's Will Rogers in 2007. Will is vlogging on a platform called GodTube. GodTube, as you might be able to tell from the name, is like YouTube for God. Specifically, the Christian God. I'm struggling to wonder how personal I should get. After those opening words, Will is silent for more than two full minutes. There's some ambient sound, sighing, shuffling, a car honk, but mostly there's just Will. Serious and pensive, blinking back tears, silently praying or summoning strength. With his long hair and his kind eyes, Will looks like Jesus. The video is called Non-Believer, Having Trouble Finding the Words. Will recently reflected on the videos he made for the site, for the online magazine Colonel Mag, in a piece entitled Confessions of a Former GodTube.com Star. Can you tell us maybe like what other GodTube videos at the time were like? There are other people who are doing teachings and like essentially like Bible studies and other videos that are like viral video kinds of things, but but Christian. One of the videos was, uh, I love big Bibles and I cannot lie. You can probably find it and uh, sample a clip of it if you're producing the radio piece. It's, you know, it's, it'll make you giggle. It's actually called Baby Got Book. And yes, it will. It is honestly delightful. Gross. She just looks so righteous. I like big bubbles and I cannot lie. You Christian brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with a KJV and a bookmark in Proverbs, you get stoked. Got a name engraved so you know this girl is saved. It looks like one of those large ones with plenty of space in the margins. GodTube was full of stuff like that and this other video, like The Atheist's Worst Nightmare. In The Atheist Nightmare, an old internet favorite, Kirk Cameron and a minister named Ray Comfort use the fit of a banana in a human hand as an example of God's divine creation. Now, if you study a well-made banana, you'll find on the far side, there are three ridges. On the close side, two ridges. If you get your hand ready to grip a banana, you'll find on the far side, there are three grooves. On the close side, two grooves. The banana and the hand are perfectly made one for the other. The banana video was the first GodTube video that Will saw, but it wasn't the first time he'd seen a video like that. Growing up, Will had been a devout Christian. I grew up in Texas, very much attached to this idea that I and my community had access to something really special, something that no one else in the world really had access to, unless they had a a belief system that was basically the same as the one that I had. Will started questioning his beliefs in high school, where he encountered more and more non-Christians. He was bothered by the idea that, as a Christian, he was supposed to see the non-Christians as missing something. I excommunicated myself um, in that I, I didn't take communion. I would still go to church with my family. I still like went to Sunday school and, and would have religious conversations with my friends. Um, About how old are you? Uh, I was 17 when, when everything kind of came to a halt. His questioning continued until he got to college. Church back home had been a special experience. Even when Will was uncertain about his beliefs or his place in the church, he says he was happy to see his friends and neighbors, people that he had deep roots with. His new church, full of unfamiliar faces, was missing something. I went to church for the first few weeks and was just like all confirmation of like, I don't need this to be a part of my 
current life. Like, it didn't really feed me anymore. Will didn't see GodTube until a few years later. He was still college-aged, living on campus at Stanford, but not enrolled in school. He no longer considered himself a Christian, and the site brought up a lot of old feelings. Honestly, it was just, like, kind of overwhelming looking at it, seeing, like, Christian rock blow up and, um, like, being a part of that as a consumer of Christian rock and Christian media and Christian radio. And now seeing, like, oh, now there's a Christian YouTube, like, how, uh, you know, go figure, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, like, also kind of feeling a little, a little disgusted and saddened by it. What bothered Will about GodTube was the same thing that had made him distance himself from Christianity back in high school. The self-segregation. Growing up, we were taught to believe that people outside of Christianity, and not just Christianity, but this specific kind of like Bible-believing Christianity, that people outside of that were like fundamentally lost, like at a, at a really like deep level in a way that Christians were not. Will had a message for the good people of GodTube. He uploaded his first video. I think that this sort of community could be an interesting place to have dialogue between Christians and non-Christians. Hopefully constructive and respectful dialogue. And uh, I hope that others would agree. Hundreds of people watched on the first day alone. Remember, this is 2007 on a fledgling niche website. Nowadays, vlogging isn't a common way to start a dialogue, but at the time, Will had a reasonable expectation that he would, in fact, be able to get a conversation going. And he did. The site had a private messaging function, and GodTubers near and far wrote to Will. The overwhelming message was clear. They believed he was lost. They wanted to help him. They wanted to guide him. They wanted to save him. It was exactly the opposite of the conversation he wanted to have. One GodTuber, who went by Harley Woman, was particularly aggressive in her desire to convert Will. She was a relatively new Christian herself. Through their conversations, Will learned that she had battled substance abuse, and her newfound faith had buoyed her through unimaginable difficulties. I I was basically threatening something that was so fresh and so new and so beneficial to her life, while she was hoping to uh, push me off of something that was similarly new and, and fresh in my life. And so it was just really a disconnect of communication. Like, we weren't really helping each other out at all. You're just, like, two um, open wounds sort of, like, trying to... Yeah, yeah, like, like she's going that way, and it's very useful to her at this moment in her life. And I'm going this way, and it's, like, where I'm going, and, and it's, like, part of my journey. Mm-hmm. And, and it just wasn't doing either of us any good to continue talking to each other. Will had set out to open up a conversation, but that conversation wasn't happening. Or at least, it wasn't helping. Still, he knew that he was trying to communicate something worthwhile. Will made another video, this time to clarify that he was not there to be converted. I guess I'm here because I think I have something interesting to say. And in doing that, I invited a lot of people to open up conversations with me. I became the non-Christian friend of a lot of Christians, and a lot of people were interested in having email correspondences and messages with me. It was a time in my life when I still really believed that email could be the solution to a lot of problems. And so I was like, okay, I'm emailing these people and they're emailing me and and we're having these interactions. But then it came down to it, like, what did I have to say other than the fact that Christians should talk to non-Christians? With pressure mounting and support from his new friends, Will sat down to record a third video and say what had to be said. 
that video would end up becoming non-believer having trouble finding the words, the one you heard at the beginning of the story. Six minutes and 40 seconds of mostly silence. But the intent resonated with some GodTubers. In his kernel piece, Will names a few of the people he met after posting his videos on GodTube. Jim, Athena, Sam. There were some people with whom communication was really beneficial. And that was kind of the redeeming factor of the entire GodTube experience was this like handful of people that I met where we really clicked with each other. I saw his video on the front page and I was like, this is interesting. I was like, this guy kind of looks like Jesus. That's so crazy. So I look, you know, I go to his, his video and um, he's just sitting there like in silence for a really long time. That's Alex Dean Radford. He's a musician who now lives in New York City. I had no idea what this video was going to be about. I just saw that a lot of people had a lot of negative things to say. As far as, you know, disagreeing with him and saying, like, I'll pray for you and stuff like that. Like, to me, even though I was a Christian, I saw that as negative. I thought it was judgmental. So he was. I guess what I saw was um, a genuine person and not, like, a front. Unlike Will, Alex wasn't raised Christian but had chosen the church. I was a Jesus freak. Like, I loved God. And it wasn't even just when people were watching me. Like, I had my own personal relationship with God. I loved I loved having, you know, like a, a trusted friend that was always with me, mm-hmm. you know, or a, a father or a, a brother or just the idea of not being alone. When Alex met Will on GodTube, he wasn't yet Alex. He was Athena, a 20-year-old woman who had recently moved from her home on a Native American reservation in Oregon to New York City. Athena had been homeless, looking for work, struggling with sexuality and gender identity. Were there any other people that you talked to through GodTube or through, like, other, I guess, no. Christian channel? <laughs> okay. I didn't ever talk to anybody, actually, through GodTube. <laughs> I was mostly just on there to just, like, derp and, like, look at, you know, God stuff. And then that happened, and I was like, wow, this is really profound. Like, it was actually probably the most meaningful video I ever saw on that website, and... he's not even Christian, (laughs) so it's pretty great. How did you guys start corresponding? I messaged him on GodTube, and I don't remember exactly what we talked about on the website, but I remember we exchanged emails, and um, then I ended up coming out to him as a lesbian, so... Were you out to anyone else? Did you have other friends on GodTube that you would talk to about stuff like that? No, I wasn't out to hardly anybody. I Mm -hmm. remember, yeah, I, I felt it was really weird because I trusted him, um, even though we didn't really believe in the same thing at that time, I knew that he was a good person to confide in. It's not like Will and Alex are best friends. It's funny. I've actually never even talked to him on the phone. But eight years later, they are still connected. Yeah. He's uh, just kind of been a random friend in my life that, uh, like, anytime we talk, there's always something really, really great and meaningful in it. Will left his church, his community, in part because he wanted to be part of a larger community and a larger conversation. In GodTube, he saw a chance for that conversation, and he saw that it was being squandered. So he did what he could about it. He joined in, even when he didn't know quite what to say. On a site full of certainty, Will reminded people how beautiful, how human, how important, and how divine uncertainty can be. The GodTubers hadn't been entirely wrong. Will was a little lost. So was Alex. So, too, was Harley Woman. Just because we're all a little lost. It's why we reach out to one another. It's how we get found. Since 2007, GodTube.com has been sold a handful of times. 
gone through a handful of changes. The site today resembles something closer to an Upworthy or a Viral Nova or another pure content site. There are no comments. There's no private messaging. There's no more community. But there is Will and Alex, and that is something really great and meaningful. It might not be community, but it is communion. So, fellas, yeah, fellas, yeah, your girlfriend's got the book. Oh, yeah, well, read it, read it, read it, read it, read that holy book. Baby, got NIV with the ribbon bookmark. TLDR was hosted by me, Meredith Haggerty, and produced by Ethan Scheel. Our executive producer is Kat Rogers. Our engineer is Jen Munson. Breakmaster Cylinder wrote our theme. If you want to hear more from Will Rogers, check out True Story Podcast. I tweet at many, many words and TLDR. To check out my daily blog posts on TLDR, go to onthemedia.org slash TLDR. For now, I am TLDR. Paraphrase, because Paul wouldn't use those anyways. Bible cows now, but you still got book. Bible cows now, but you still got book.